On this episode, John and I get into uh, catching up, I guess. We, we took a little bit of a break after episode one of season three. Uh, we catch up a little bit about some of the conversations on distance with uh, the Pro Tour, uh, the upcoming Masters, um, uh, our own games and what we're trying to work on as we wrap up the year and look into next year. Um, just trying to uh, kind of get caught up. It, we're ramping down, unfortunately, here in Indiana as far as it, it uh, goes to playing golf. But hope you guys enjoy the show. We'd love to give a shout out to the guys at Fun Golf in the UK who uh, put us on a list um, of uh, top podcasts to listen to in 2020. So shout out to the Fun Golf folks. And uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Thanks. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Faded Golf Podcast. I am Mark Julien, John Falkenberg here. We are in the, what did we call this room again? I can't remember. Did we call it just the green Green room? room. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I, I, I don't remember. We, we had the some, lounge. The, the, sh- the shank tank or the something? The shank tank. We were gonna put it. We're gonna get like a neon sign and put it up here. I don't know what we're doing. Well, we're gonna. We need to do. We're some. looking towards to, you know, get in a more official studio here at some point. Yeah, that'll Again. happen next twelve months. Yeah. Okay. All right. Official the shank, studio. The shank tank. The shank tank. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> we're <at the> shank tank. <laughs> yet, yet I probably I don't know, in your simulator. I've maybe hit one shank, maybe one. I've hit more than that uh, okay. in here. Now, I don't see any ball marks, at least on the wall, so you're at least keeping it in within the the shell there. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, we've we we did a f- first episode of season three, and then um, you know life comes at you fast, as Ferris Bueller will so- tell you. And yeah, you know, you know, I think I think we've just kind of got a little late. You know, the, the, your golf interest kind of lowers this time of year. And yep. you, you know, we I, I, we hardly know what's going on with pro golf, so it just it kind of escapes right. you. But, you know, we like doing this, so... I mean, we know. talked about... I think we caught up on the U.S. Open. We got the Masters coming up. Um, I watched... I, I I watched very little pro golf. I watched a little bit of the... the um, What, the the CJ Cup one that was at Shadow Creek just because I had played Shadow last summer and just kind of... Just reminding of the holes, but... Did you see... Um, did you see uh, DeChambeau on his... Uh, on, on Twitter, somebody... Somebody took a, a video of him um, doing the hammer yell when he was. That was what he was screaming. I saw the video. I didn't know what the fuck ah! he was doing. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like two ten. He's like, what do you say? Like two ten. Two oh eight. Two oh eight. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Like, whatever wait, he's doing is working. It's, I guess. Yeah, I think he's getting way too much attention for whatever he's doing, though. But he like, he didn't win the U.S. Open because he was. No, the no. farthest drives. He he, what was the statistic? His putting did and I, his up and down was did insane. I, did I did I share that statistic with you? I don't know if I did. I know I shared it with uh, Derm, um, but it was uh, here. I'll, I'll I'm gonna pull this up here. Hmm. This is it, insane statistic. Um, putting make percentage inside ten feet, rank number one. Bryson DeChambeau, ninety-one point two percent. He makes nine out of more than nine out of ten putts that's, inside ten feet. That's why he won the U.S. Open. Yes. So, so here, here's my whole theory with this. So, 
I'm going to equate it kind of to the coronavirus. So, you know, we keep hearing about cases and cases and, and I'll, first of all, I'll put a disclaimer is like, I don't, I, you know, coronavirus sucks. Nobody wants it, blah, blah, blah. But you hear about the cases and cases, but we're finding out more data, you know, more specifics. People get more smart. The science, you know, mortality rates are dropping. It doesn't affect young people as much, especially children. And that's not the focus, but you just keep on seeing cases, cases, and yeah. like, and, and people are still staying fearful. I look at like everybody got caught up in social media with that. And you look at Bryson DeChambeau, everybody caught with, up with him with social media, like he's hitting bombs. Yeah. But he didn't win the US Open because he was hitting bombs. No, it's because he made freaking putts. Putts. So when he didn't putts. hit when he didn't hit a green, he got up and down because he chipped it within 10 feet and he made those putts. Or maybe he didn't hit it close to the hole, but he was lagging it within 10 feet he and making and those putts. He got up, he got and, up down and down to everywhere. And that's what mattered. And, yeah. and and he took advantage of his length on the holes where he could take advantage of it. And he also hit some good shots, but too. See, but see, you're, 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 you're speaking facts, but everybody wants to talk about yeah. all... all like, that, like the, the, that's the, the re- Let's yeah. change the game because of what yeah. he's doing. No. Look at the stats. Look at the, look at the facts. He, that's what he's he doing. He played great golf. That's what he's doing. He's looking at the stats and going, huh, it turns out if I have shorter clubs in my hand or more lofty clubs in my hand, I hit more greens regardless of the lie. Or huh. or if I'm closer and I don't hit the green, but I work on my short game really hard and my putting, weird. Weird. I score better. <laughs> but what 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 do I say at the end of every show? Hit more greens, you score better. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I, I just I just the, the, it's just and, so and, weird. And it's just so weird how everything works like that nowadays. Like everybody wants to get like if if a narrative gets going, it becomes yeah. it becomes its own animal. True. And everybody True. keeps like commenting, talking yeah. Dude, as if it's like let's ruining. roll back the ball because of Bryson. What he's doing is ruining the game. Guys, Matt Wolf's been out driving him every week. So what he did, like they all what he did putting was amazing at the US Open. Yeah. And what Matt Wolf didn't do doesn't win him tournaments. But guess what? He's still hitting it farther than Bryson. And by the way, Matt Wolf also didn't beef up 500 pounds to look like some type of weird animal. Matt Wolf is a is a he's a freak on how far he hits the ball. Well, he makes an incredible turn. His body turn is insane, dude. Yeah, it's it just insane. Everything like he's not like a massive guy. No, but he he turns his body, especially back. I mean, to put himself in a position to just fire through. And Fino does the same thing. Mate, Fino, you see, he's got it looks like an abbreviated swing, but his turn, his hip turn, and his shoulder just phenomenal. I've, yeah, I mean, when you look at Fina, it looks like he's not doing anything. But he also takes advantage of, I think, his height. He's got he's got some great width length that he creates too. But his it looks like he's all arms, but he's not. No, it's all body, man. It's just body turning fast, and that's really the. I mean, I get I get when I get off, I I I'm thinking too much about like arms and hands, and when I when I when I'm swinging my best, I'm just thinking about like just turning the body. And um, get just like getting through it. 
Yeah. You well, turn the body and get your weight to that left side. Well, it's kind of like that image that you've probably seen a gazillion times, either in golf magazine or whatever. But it's like the guy in the barrel concept, where you just turn inside the barrel and just let it go. And if I can stay kind of centered in the barrel and just kind of turn inside the barrel, I I make good swings. Yeah, I just what I think when you feel like your ball striking the belt, you stay within yourself. Yep. And you like you go back and you just feel real easy, and then you, you can start. You can rip, and all those guys do. Yeah, they rip. The, but there's a there's a point when they do it. Yeah, it's somewhere at at like a point on your downswing where they accelerate, and they there that that's a hard thing to like conceptualize. Like if you you know you don't play a lot of golf or but. You know, most guys that listen to this know they're once you get to that slot, mm-hmm. you can just go as hard as you want. Yep. But it's hard to get to that slot. Yeah, you got you've got to get it to that. You just you, you have to drop it into that point. Drop it in. Your body's got to be moving the right way, and it's just yeah. dude, golf is. You can make, I mean, a minor move, especially at the top, where you we either shift your weight or, like me, I have a tendency to slide my, you know, my hips out. And I can get it can get dangerous quick, and you get out of that position loose. Yep. Well, I well loose though is also what you need to feel. I think on your backswing, you feel if you feel loose and good, everything else ends up being okay. I think like you just stay loose on the backs, lazy, take a lazy backswing, and you know get to the slot and rip through. I I think I think there's so much that's focused in on like. Too many mechanical things with golf. Yeah. That if you're set up right, your grip, your stance, your posture, if you just, you have those things prepared correctly. Mm-hmm. If you just do like a, just let it go. Just let it go and your tempo is good. You're, you're going to, I think fundamentals though are more and more as I get older, it's so much, it's just, if I'd have learned it right up front yeah. from the right people. Your game would just it'll get so much better faster. I, I I often catch myself thinking like I need to be swinging the club, not hitting the ball. Too often I think we get in this mode, and it partially it is because of the driver, and you're trying to like go after it maybe and trying to hit a big ball, and then it transitions to other clubs. But for me, if I can think about swinging the club versus hitting the ball, it helps me a ton. Yeah, you almost don't even like see the ball as much. You're just swinging through it. Yep. That's especially the longer clubs, like longer irons. It, it, it I, nine times out of ten, I'm going to hit it better if I just feel like I'm swinging the club versus trying to hit a ball. Yeah, because I think when you start to try to hit a ball, you'll you'll uh, you get quick at the top, and yep. and then you actually well, lose, you start miss hitting too. You actually lose some. It's good. Lose some. Um, you lose speed. Yep. Yeah, so you know, I what's we got? Um, I don't even know what the hell they got coming up. This what is this week? Uh, they're in the Bahamas. Oh yeah, the Port See, Royal. Well, here's the thing: this is this is the time of year where it really is like the off season, but they're making up these events now. It's like um, the like the CJ Cup was supposed to be in where Korea or wherever it was supposed to be. Well. Because all the guys are kind of here in the United States and not traveling, they decided to put it at Shadow Creek. Cool. That's great. And then I think the next event was supposed to maybe be in Japan or China or wherever the heck it was supposed to be, The which was the, um, 
I, I can't remember what that that one was, but Zozo, the Zozo one, yeah. right? So that then they moved that to Sherwood. Well, it's like, hey, cool. That's Sherwood, like actually pretty cool. Oh, Sherwood's cool too. Yeah, but okay, great. So like we end up having these kind of neat events. But were you excited about watching? No, that kind of can No, sorry. Golf, I, they're doing too much year round. It's too they much. Need a, they need an off season. It, you know, you need some anticipation. You need some like build up. Like we want to see this back. There's just nothing. There's it's every week now. Every single week, there's a professional event. Maybe one or two weeks off. The the only here and there. The they they really only take two weeks off. They take uh, Christmas and I think New Year's off. I think it's it. And actually, New Year's ends up being the Hawaii one. They might only Christmas might be the only week that's off. Just money. It's you know, or the two weeks around Christmas, I guess. I don't know, but well, it's money, and then also, and this is where I'm okay with what I'll call kind of the off season events. There are a lot of these guys that don't qualify because they're they just got their card or their their card their their card may expire, and so they're not getting invited to the best tournaments, or they're not they're not making the short list. Because there's, what, hundreds of guys on tour, but yet there's only 90 spots maybe in a tournament, right? Or 100 spots in a tournament. Well, golf's just a unique sport in that way that you can just have tournaments all the time, yeah. all year round. It's, there's, not there's, like another, it's not like another there's sport. There's always guys that are, like, these Corn Fairy dudes are so good. <laughs> like, the fact that they aren't on the tour, like most of them, it's, a, it's, it's, it's either it's just bad, bad, luck. bad luck. It's bad luck. It's bad luck. Because they're that good. It's bad timing. And, and the, the bad luck is just bad timing. It's like they're not winning when exactly they need to. But, you know, I... I or they're I, not I, qualifying when they need to. I thought that, like, um, I was leaning that way more. But then I started looking at, like, the guys that were on tour, it would drop down the corn ferry... And almost all of them come back. Yeah, that's not the same. What is a lot of the corn fairy guys? I mean, there's a lot of guys that just never make it. Yeah, that are even on the corn fairy. Well, I I think it's getting better and better though. The corn fairy is 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 the players there are any one of them can the top, could win a PGA golf tournament. The top, I would say, the top ten twenty guys on corn fairy. Oh, easy. Are they're basically they might as well be PGA tour guys. Oh yeah, they're they're. They're th- that good, and it's every year. Small well, what guys. sucks this year is they have to like wait a year now to like get their card, which just sucks. But yeah, everything's frozen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good if you're on the PGA Tour, right? Yeah, because you got an extra year, pretty much, and they still got to play most of this season. You got an extra year. Yeah, yeah. I. I so what do you think? You know, we'll just uh, preview the Masters. So what do you? I, I, I don't know. I'm not. No, I'm just no fans. I'm just at not, Augusta. Seems weird. I just I'm not getting overly excited about it. I mean, just imagine like it's definitely how not the like, same. No, just imagine you and I in April or you know oh. into March. I mean, we just get we're starting to lose our shit. Yeah, and we're, we just get jacked up. Yeah, I mean, in I, April we're not for for freaking first major of the year. If it's we're awesome. two weeks prior. To the Masters. How are you and I starting to think? Oh, I mean, 
I mean, we barely, we didn't know what fucking week it was coming up here. We were like, me, you had to look it up. And are you that pumped up about it? No, I mean, because we're starting to ramp up. Like, is the course open yet here? Can we get out and play yet? Is it cold still? Like, are we going to get a good week in March, you know, to possibly get out? And, you know, golf starting up. It's like, it's like the, it's the beginning of golf here. Like, freaking masters. But um, I'm not. But this is like the end of golf, and we're gonna have the Masters. So it's it's weird. It's different. Um, the only upside will be is that the last major of 2020 will be the Masters, and the first major of 2021 will be the Masters. That's fucked up too, though. That's weird. Like That's weird. You're gonna, they're gonna compete for the Masters now, and then less than six months later, they're gonna compete for it again. Do you think they'll have fans in in the spring? Limited. Limited. I don't. I, I, it's hard to get my head around that. I think it'll be limited still. But I, I don't know. They're talking about having. You're probably right. They're talking about having some very limited number of fans this week or next week on the on the PGA Tour. So, where well, I was listening to some other podcast, probably Rogan or something. So. You're probably right because I don't think things are going to feel normal till July of next year. Mm-hmm. They say like if they go back in history and look at pandemics, they all of them, no matter what they're they all of them took an eighteen month, eighteen month like course to run its course, get through the population, kill a bunch of people, and then people build immunity up, mm-hmm. and then it's part of it. it just yeah. you move on. It's 18 months. So if you take that 18 months, it's basically July of next year. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll probably have some kind of a vaccine, I would say, let's just say Q1 next year, somewhere in there. But how that even gets distributed, the majority of the population won't see that until next summer, if if not next fall. So it's like... You're totally right. It's going to be 18 months, which is basically next end of next summer before. And I think by that time, you're at such a breaking point with people, economies, and sanity that shit has. Like, I was like, look, you know, a year and a half of my life, like, I don't, I'm done of, you know, living like, we got to go out and do some stuff. So I, you're right. I think by summer, We'll we'll see the British Open um, with fans. Yeah, that's that's full p- full fans. Well, yeah, I, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I would Never, more people. It it just seems to me that they're you can. What about the, baseball? You can't have no fans with baseball. It won't work if they start even having limited fans. It worked this year. No fans. Yeah. No. Who who the hell? I mean, I barely noticed the Dodgers won. I just I lost twenty five bucks because the Rays freaking lost, but whatever. Well, it, it that it won't sustain that model. Sports won't without fans. People lose interest. Yeah, if you don't have, a, I mean, a World Series. <laughs> I, dude, I didn't watch one. I watched one playoff game for the Pacers. That was it. One. I didn't watch any. One playoff game with the Pacers. Didn't watch any other playoff basketball. Not one. I probably watched 
a handful of pitches with baseball. I've watched NFL football, um, and that's maybe just because it's probably my favorite of the they got a few fans major there. sports. Um, some of them have some fans, um, and I and I I do pick them freaking well. I, I we did that last time. I did some pick them things and some stuff, you know. So I do that like office pool and stuff like that anyway. So it keeps me in, uh, in fantasy football. So I'm probably more like engaged in that because of that, but. I'd like to say I'd wa- I've watched a lot of golf, but I haven't necessarily watched a lot of that either. Golf. By the watching way, there's on no sports on tonight except for soccer. Golf <laughs> watching on, but I've gotten used to it because I haven't. I, I just don't watch sports as much anymore. I've been trying to find shows, and I don't watch shows. It's crazy. So golf. Golf watching like on TV. By the way, speaking of. Uh, soccer, Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. If you have if you have the Apple Plus subscription, great show. Ted, La- Ted, Ted Lasso. What's it, what's it about? It's Jason Sudeikis, is like the lead character, and he's a college football coach that gets recruited to go over to England and coach a uh, professional soccer team. <laughs> what? Because basically, so um, the owner of the soccer team, uh, they get. This, they, they're in this nasty divorce, and the wife gets the team, and she knows it's the only thing that her ex-husband like loved and worshipped was this soccer team, but she got it in the divorce, and she wants to just tank it, so she hires this freaking college football coach to come coach the soccer team. Turns out he actually, like... He's good at he's it. Good, he's just a good coach, right? doesn't matter what sport it is. He's a good coach. Jason Sudeikis. But it's funny, because it's Jason Sudeikis, and... Good storyline. Check it out. Yeah, I always like it. I like a, a good laugh. It's kind of one of those like comedy feel good kind of things, you know, because he's because you get that coaching stuff, so it's like a little inspirational, but it's funny. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, sorry, didn't mean to. No, I don't. We even, got we were got I'm, off on track. So no, I I think golf is one of the only sports I can like maybe because I just like golf, but you can watch on TV, but it's so individualized, like you don't notice the fans as much. You just don't. Well, they zoom in on the player. Except anyway. majors. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. But like just a regular golf round. Like, all right. It just well, zoomed the, in. the fans don't influence the game flow, right, in golf. They cheer after the action actually happens. I think majors, though, it's you look at those crowds and like, I, I'm sorry. Look, I like Morikawa, but you know, I just think it would have been different. If he had a, just mass amounts of people and you're, you're looking at that shit and you're just like, holy crap. And that pressure. You know, maybe that yank on that last hole goes a lot, two more yards left and then he's yeah, in trouble. Jail. Trouble. Yeah. And it's a different ball game. Good point. I don't, but he won and all hats off to him. He yeah. won and then, it, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. You get, you know, you take what you get. But I, I just, I think golf has that kind of uniqueness where fans on just regular stuff doesn't matter as much, but the majors are just different. Yeah, so I, I going back to our point on the Masters then, being different and having no fans, I, I will be really interested to see how many people really like follow it and track it this upcoming for this upcoming tournament. Um, and to our to your point earlier, like 
it's just a different, it's not going to be the same level of excitement as like your first major of the year type thing. It's just not. I still think. Um, People just love the course though. Yeah. So if I have to like, so I bet you the World Series ratings are down 40%. I bet you, um, what, like basketball was down 30, 40%. More than that, I think. Yeah. But I bet you the Masters viewership will be close to the same. It's because it's the course in golf. Yeah fans are just kind of nerdier and just you know like us they just they're more golf has been the, the one sport that has grown during this pandemic and there's people that just have interest in it right now and i i actually you're right i don't think the numbers will be that far off i don't think they will especially the masters now was I think the, U- the U.S. Was Open you, was a little off. Yeah, it I, was. It was short on viewership, and the PGA was probably. I a, think it was too, but it, the Masters won. Masters just brings that nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, well, just Augusta. Well, you you see the course every year on TV. You know the holes. It just yeah, it's so awesome. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. It's been nobody can be there. Nobody. Nobody can buy all that cheap fucking swag and. Cheap swag. <laughs> so they sell like freaking. How much you swag do they think they sell that week? Like total dollars. Oh God! Somebody told me that number. Is it like um, fifty million? It's it's stupid. It's got to be like fifty. Like million per bucks. day, it's just dumb. How much they move through there? It's pra- millions. It, it's every day too, because it's practice days, whatever. Like it's that's the only reason they do like all those practice days is just because they can sell all that shit. I mean, what was it? How, I'm just curious. How much? Uh, it, I, I I saw it somewhere. Like, what range do you think? Let's see. Well, Masters. so we don't really, uh, you know, it's the time of year. I think we're just not super interested in pro golf. You know, equipment-wise, sticking with my stuff. Got a new, um, a new like uh, thing with a simulator that gives better readings with the uh, the club data. So that's been kind of neat with the Unicore, which is, by the way, a fantastic simulator. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, what what would you say? Like, hey, what are you highlighting right now? What are you thinking for the? In the golf season going in, you just, do you want things just to get back to normal? Are you wanting to go play golf? Are you wanting to go visit? What's your goals of your off season, your golf off season, and then um, wintertime for us? We we played a lot of golf this year. We talked about this last weekend when we played. And I'm not, like, burned out on it by any means. But I definitely am not having, like, the same – desire to like have to play like every week and i don't either and and not honestly the weather doesn't bother me we talked about that today earlier today too weather doesn't bother me i don't mind 50 degrees i don't mind 45 degrees doesn't it's fine you put on a few layers and some long underwear you're good um i just i think knowing that a month from now or two months from now i basically can't play i'm not really like motivated to improve so i will say the one you know i I bought the new clubs a couple months ago 
Um, I think I'm still getting comfortable. They're 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 heavy. The shafts are heavier on them, so I feel like I feel like my tempo's been off, just because I'm swinging a different swing weight on the irons. Um, uh, I haven't been playing like horrible golf or something like that, but I've been inconsistent. Like I'll I've been shooting an 80, and then I've been going out and shooting low 70s. So I've just had a lot of inconsistent golf, but um, driving the ball okay. I basically overhauled my bag this year. I don't know what else I'm going to be motivated to do next year, to be honest, other than win the damn club championship again. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's a goal, of course. That, there's my goal for next year. Be prepared to beat Cousins and Pate. I, you know, I think there's other guys that will creep in there, too. You and I should. We should if be. If I can put together three days in a row, it'd be freaking awesome. It's hard. Especially if I like, I didn't have my game at the time. If I had the game I have right now, Jesus, I'd, dude, you'd be you would have won. I, I just you'd I, win. I'd feel like feel like I'd be just more competitive. I mean, I don't know. Cousins played great. I mean, he did. He played great. He had like what seventy five, seventy three, seventy three, something like that. So it's tough it's, to beat. That is tough. I mean, <laughs> this is good golf. Of course, wasn't set up very hard though. No, no. We'll have to beat up Mr. Snell on that next year. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, just where the tees were at in places. It's either it's either a club championship where you challenge the players, or it's the blue tee championship. Pick one. It kind of felt. I would say this year was the like the setup compared it to the it prior, setup. by far yeah. by like by leaps and bounds. And Four, four years we've been doing this, but yes. Everybody had to play the same course, you know, and everybody had to, yep. you know, shoot the lowest score. So, yeah. It favored the longer hitters. That's why Johnny was in the hunt, um, I think, along with Cousins. Um, yeah, they said if well, I was in their hand. If I, would, if I would have had a good first day, I was right in the hunt too, you know. Not that I'm, like, the longest player out here, but I hang with the longer guys. I had a shitty first day too. And – but it def- the course setup definitely favored the longer hitters, um, which you'd think with it being playing shorter, it might favor some of the shorter guys, but it didn't. Uh, it, I don't know. It just sucked. I just was not – I was not mentally in the right place. I had a two-way miss going on. That's why I went and got the lesson after the club championship. And, yeah, I mean, right now, I might, tough to beat. Um, what do you – I mean, I've been hitting the fade with the driver for – Two seasons now, but I don't hit it with any of the other clubs. Maybe it's time Try to, it. maybe it's time to eliminate one side of the golf course. I've, it's the best move I've ever made in golf. Like I've, I've th- been afraid that I lose distance with my irons. Who cares? What what? Here's the thing. I've like, like one thing, a couple things that like Johnny Miller has said. Like most of the stuff that came out of his mouth was. Kind of just you know, what you know. You just say what because he thought he was such a great pontificator of of just the meaning of golf. <laughs> and but he did say a few things like, "Look, who who cares like how far your irons go? Your irons are 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 accuracy. Yeah. And and, and like if you hit your eight iron one seventy or if you hit it one fifty five, who gives a shit?" As long as you know how far it goes, it, exactly. that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. 
And I lost some distance when I went to this shot, the cut. I did. But I spin the ball more now, so I know, like, my exact distance better. So I lost a little distance, so I got a club up one, and it holds the green. Now that I'm really thinking about it, John, how often do I have a 220-yard shot? Into a par five here in Arca? Maybe the... Number eight from the tips. Maybe number nine from, like, if you had a shitty drive from the tip, okay. 210, 200. Fine. So my point is is that I want to be able to hit my two or my four iron that far. But so what if I only hit it 210? Who cares? There's no care. I don't care. Why should I? Why? Why am I insisting that I... By the way, the pros, what they will do to hit that is they'll turn, they'll just turn one over and they'll hit the draw in the running. Oh, draw they want, if they want, if they want to get more yardage out of something, they just, they play the different kind of shot. And maybe that's what I do is that I figure out how to hit the cut and then I, I know how to hit a draw. Well, one thing I, I know how to hit the draw, but I can tell you that I have to think about it now, like what I have to do. So now when I just I'm hitting the cut, I'm set up for it. Yeah. Like I'm just trusted. And I know that it's not gonna go left. Like I know it. Yeah. And if it does, then I pulled it or something, then you know like that's that's that, that's just a bad mechanic. Yeah. It's not like a flaw like yeah. in my what I'm doing for execution. Yep. Yeah. Think do about it. it. I think you should do it. But I think you need to go to somebody to like set you up. To do it, yeah, I think so too. I think, I mean, I mean, I, I could home, I mean, I could bubble Watts in this thing and freaking home, homemade garbage. But he's a different dude. He's like a, he's a sub, he's just he's a freak of nature. He's man. a freak, dude. He's just way he hits cuts and draws and all that. He like just, giant cuts and draws too, and they still go. I know. That's what's crazy. He hits those bananas, and still pops them out there like three hundred yards, and I'm like. If I tried to hit that like wicked slice like you just did, or you lose hook, 50 I, yards. yeah, I'd lose so much distance because I just lose power. But he figures out just how to smack it out. There I don't get that I with a not. fifty yard cut or whatever. He does. Well, I just think he if he hits the ball straight, he hits it far as anybody. Yeah, he he did at one point. Oh yeah, and he, you see the guy, he fucking look. He's a string bean. There's like there's nothing to him, nope. and he just. Hammers the ball when he wants to, mm-hmm. but he he he. Remember when he was? I don't know. It was like probably like six, seven years ago, and he was at a golf tournament, and they were like all wanting to see like off like one hole, like everybody hit bombs and drive as far as he can. And he hit like a four iron and like just to like piss people off because he doesn't want to be. And that was like just hit bombs or something. I don't know. He didn't want to be known. Was like that's what I do. I mean that guy at his heyday, he could. Oh, I think he still hangs. He does. He just he just isn't. It's a it's a different mindset though. He doesn't think like oh I don't no. care about hitting the farthest. He just no. if he thinks about like if I can wrap it around that three sixty yards and hit a cut slice yeah. and like. Well, he, I think he looks at. There's probably lines like when he. It's kind of like when I look at putting green and I start envisioning like. I envision like kind of the line that the ball is going to roll to the hole, and I've got I've got kind of this weird way of like kind of see what I kind of see a line, 
And I think that dude does that with every shot. I think he sees the flight of the ball like through the air, like he just has a visualization of it. I see sometimes I see lines on the green and like, okay, once I see it and, and sometimes I wonder if I'm when I'm looking at that line, I was like, I'm just wanting to see that line. But you know, I, I'm glad that I do because I you know, it gets you confidence. Yep. I think when you see lines and like Bubba when he sees that line, he gets confident. Oh, dude, when I when I'm looking at a green and I can see the contour and I can I can envision the way the ball is just gonna fall, like I just I can step up and that's when I'm making putts, dude. I'm totally making putts when I'm seeing lines like that. I just try to I try to put almost every time when I putt is imagine the ball falling in a hole. That's that's why I just I, even though I look at it, I may not like. You know, I don't know exactly what's going to do, but I just imagine falling in the hole. And yeah. that's what I put in my head. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've, well, one thing that, that we were talking about last week, too, that the other tip, and that, and we were, before we got, we started recording today, we were talking about some guys and just like their, whether it's their pre shot routines or the way they're doing things. And I had brought up, you know, I, I kind of went through actually some putting yips in, august to a degree i mean i even changed putters up the week of the club championship because i just i was pushing everything just pushing everything and um i i found a tip that was just like it, it was a i don't know if it was a book or if it was a tip or it was some just pro thing but it was like a um it was it was like a the concept was look and go and um it wasn't something that was original that i hadn't heard before but it was a good reminder and that Look at the hole, look back at the ball, and just pull the trigger. Yeah. Too often we start thinking about like stroke and line, and you know that's why I don't have a line on my ball. I don't have a line on my putter. I pick my tar. What I do is I pick my target where I think I need to start the line. That every putt's a straight putt. This is Dave Pell's too. Every putt's a straight putt. Yeah. You just pick a line that you think you need to start the putt on, and it'll curve to the hole or whatever. So I pick a target, whether it's a old ball mark or a piece of grass or a, who knows, it could be a leaf, whatever. I pick it. I think about how far, how hard I need to hit it. I look at it. I think how hard I need to hit it. I look back and I go. And when I started doing that, again, like last month, my putting came back. Because it was just like, stop thinking about, is your face right? Stop thinking about, are you lined up right? Stop thinking about are you going to push it or not or guide it to the hole? Just pick your spot, look, and go. We've talked about this before. It's, it's like what we said, like what Brad Faxon says. Yeah. He, like, he, write, he writes that in uh, golf is not a perfect game. Yeah. Actually, he it says, might have been Brad Faxon that, he, that I got the tip from with the look and go. So, it's, so Brad Faxon, he, he said, he's like, I look at it like throwing a football to a receiver across the way. He's like, I'm not thinking how many feet that – person is or like how what speed they're running yeah. at i just throw it at them yep. i throw it at wherever I got my target like you don't think about it yep you're shooting a basketball yep same thing you're from a different spot you look at it and you just you shoot it. you're not thinking about the feet you're out all no. that you just do it you look at it react yep. and i don't care like i we were talking about you, you know, want to talk about pre-shot routine we were, with a free throw i mean the best free throw shooters boom you know however many dribbles they look, they go, and they go, and they make them. But we were talking about like slower players, slower putters. Yeah. Um, and 
mechanical uh, mechan- layers. And they just they think, you know, way just way too much. It's like I I like the look and go. I've got a shot, I got a routine with a so what I'll do when I'm putting is like I look at the hole and I try to get my, yep. my rhythm at try it. Get the feel. Yep. Get the feel. Then I look back, I look back, and then I hit. Yeah. I think everybody should have that routine. But the last piece to that, the trigger, should be like a look back and just as soon as you get like back to the ball or whatever the last thing you want to look at. I don't know if you look at the top of the ball, the back of the ball, wherever you look at. Maybe you look at your putter face again. I don't care what you look at. But as soon as you lock in on whatever your last look back is, go for it. It's I mean, Jordan Spieth was doing the deal where he was looking at the hole while he's putting, and Sergio a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago when he won, he was enough. closing his damn eyes. That's nuts. That's so weird. But it's not nuts because it, it's the same thing. It, the concept is stop thinking about it so much. Mm. Yeah, it's ten. Cup. Stop thinking about your stroke. It's it's like ten. If you're cup. not if you're not looking at your stroke, you're not thinking about your stroke. You're just executing on it, and that's the that's just look at I'm the just, hole and putt. And you know what? But here's the problem: you get caught up in results, so you start missing putts. You're like, I'm fucking up. I'm a bad putter. Everything's wrong. I got to do all this shit. No, here's the here's the facts: is that most putts over ten feet don't go in. Yeah. So don't like you know expect them to go in. But if they don't go in, don't think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Just keep fucking putting. And and one other thing, too. Yes, there are some mechanics. There's some setup. There's some stuff. But I think less so with putting, though. But, but here's, well, here's where I'm going, though. Do not underestimate the power of your mind. Your mind can make your body do whatever it needs to. And if, if you have worked at anything enough, whether it's some type, some type of stroke, you can manipulate your hands and your body to make that ball go where you want to if you don't think negatively about it, but you just convince yourself, that's my line, I'm going to do it. I, I agree on the putting, like what you said, like to the putting. 18th power. Different with ball striking. Oh, yeah. It's not even... And that even Ben Hogan, like no. he would say the same thing. It's just not the same. It's like no. if you're if if you're mechanically unsound with ball striking, you're done. Yeah. Like if no, you there, do things wrong, there's a lot more to the the whole body moving. But as far as like putting, I mean, look at you can have the shittiest there, everything. There I mean, are there are if you go back, everybody's got a different putting. Look at stroke. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, look at Palmer. He's he looks sucked. like his knees are yeah. like all together and like even Jack gal- Nicholas's setup was weird. He's wearing a glove and he's open stance, like putting sideways practically, and wearing was, a glove. And he was a great putter. Well, yeah, because he could just he would see the line and he would just hit it on the line. Okay, fine. Because you look at you think about putting. Putting, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to be some anything great to be a great putter. No. You don't have to hit it hard. What was the, uh, what was his name? It was uh, Jumbo Osaki, I think. Was that his name? It was an Asian golfer. He had just this, like, wrist pop stroke. Lee Trevino kind of had, like, a little wrist pop stroke, too. Chi-Chi Rodriguez had a fucking just little wrist pop stroke. Just get the ball online, let it go. That's what those guys did. They just trusted. They're like, okay, there's my target. I'm a hip toward it. I'm good. They didn't have some mechanical stroke with fucking mirrors that they were practicing with and all sorts of other shit. No, they didn't give a crap. Think about it too. Like all the putters and everything you go, it doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. I think you need to be 
I, I do. I will say, like, you do need to be fitted with the right putter. Because if you're trying to, like, do something that, like, doesn't get the line right because the putter doesn't fit you right or something. I think the balance of the face is about all that really matters there in my mind. And that just depends on do you have more of an arching stroke or a straight back, straight through stroke? I think if you are someone who arcs the putter uh, back and through, you want something with a little bit more toe hang because it'll help you make sure you close that face through through impact. Um, if you're a straight back, straight through, I think more of a, a face balance type of putter is going to help you out because it, it isn't going to open things up I as think much. I, cha- but I think I change mine. Sometimes I'm what straight. What kind back. of putter you got there? Let, let, it's hang it out. I want to hang. Good. Uh, dude, what kind of balance you got on this thing? Yours? Oh, it's got a little toe hang. Not much though. You're, and that's probably good for you because you are. You you don't arc it a ton. You're you're a little fair, bit. a little bit, but I, I like the toe hang on that. Me on the other hand, I I have a tendency to really arc it a little bit, and so I I try to buy putters that have more toe hang. Yeah, but when I come from the inside, then I, I push it. Yep. When I'm trying to arc it too much. Yep. My it, miss is a push. This is a good putter though. But this is a really good putter. Yep. It's fits it's you. Been, it's you've been, been a fr- it's been, been a friend good. to me. You've been good. Um. Well, huh. well, I mean, yeah. Well, we're planning on having um, uh, on our next pod have uh, Mr. Hartwick. Yeah, he said he he would come on. Nick, he has his own podcast. Sweet. Some people that at least know what the hell they're doing, for the most part. Yeah, he's not. I don't. You know, he's not a golfer. Nope. He's but a, he's a professional athlete. Yeah. So I we want to hear about. You know, like how he would, you know, how you could improve using his methods Yeah, in golf. I think so. You know, I mean, anybody who is an NFL player clearly understands that, like, it to be at the peak of whatever you want to do um, from an athletic standpoint takes a lot more. And I think that's where the conversation will go. It's just, you know, like, what's it take to be, um, from an athlete standpoint, you know, uh, professional like you can and he'll be uh it'll be a fun conversation yeah you know i i think you know just when i asked you like what your goals my i think my goals over winter time is you know i'm gonna to get to florida well i'm gonna get to florida i'm gonna maintain the game some yeah and in, in, inflate the handicap um but you know i think it's just Continue what I'm doing because I think I finally found something in my golf game that I've never found before, and I'm going to keep just working with it because you know how you just keep changing with golf. You got to keep tweaking little things, mm-hmm. but you know when you're on the right route, mm-hmm. and that's you know what I want to continue. And then also, you and I, we're going to plan. We need to at least do two four ball events next year. I think so. At least two official events. I'm not talking like you know at Plum Creek with the tough man. I'm talking, you know, let's go do the IGA. Okay. Yeah. And uh, possible maybe a USGA, uh, the Mid Am. Mid Am be good. We could do the uh, the spring four ball. Um, I wonder what, what is this thing called again? I gotta. I think I'm trying to think of the name of the course. Spring four ball Indianapolis. I wonder if they still do it. Yeah, we'll check so that out. I want to check it out because my 
South Grove. Yeah, South Grove. I'm in. But so, my, so I, I, well, I've started to tell you, you know, like I ca- would caddy for my dad and Bill Vore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great event. I got to look this up though, but um, they they'll flight you, you, you qualify. Um, they've been doing this God forever. Is it a six? This was the 69th year this year was the four ball. This is how long they've been doing this. Um, we need to do it. Well, that has to happen. We're doing it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look this up. But the South Grove Spring Four Ball, error <laughs> four hundred four page error not found. Um, yeah, I gotta look up some info on this. But it, it is, they flight you. Um, I'm gonna get on the mailing list. Here we go, signing up right now. Um, but they flight you. And then you, uh, it, it's match play after that. It's, I think it'd be freaking awesome. Best ball match play. Let's do it. I'm signing up for the, uh, the mailer list. Well, like last weekend, you and I were. Oh, do we ham and egg? So what, were we six or seven under? Uh, six under, I think, yeah. So we shot 66 on a four ball. On a windy day. Windy, 45, 50 degree mm-hmm. day. It was a little wet. Yep. Yeah, uh, let's do it. So I, but I've concluded with golf. Like I, I love the individuality of it, but I love the team side because I didn't, I didn't play golf growing up, mm-hmm. and I played all team sports. Yeah. So I really love that that gamesmanship when you have a teammate. But it, there is a lot it matters what you're shooting. You know, it rides on you too. Um, but I think four ball is something that um, I want to capitalize on next year. Who, who are you gonna who are you gonna pair up with for the uh, season long match play next year? You the old buddy. Uh, I don't have guy. You don't have a guy. I don't have a guy. You already you got Michael. I know. I don't know. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Man, you're gonna be kind of like digging for a partner. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, God, you're gonna have to find. Or I could fire Michael. <laughs> oh, he's gonna hear this and he's gonna be pissed. No, I'm not you, gonna fire Michael. No. We've, we're we're past champions. It's hard. You can't really break you that can't, up. You can't do that. He's working on his game hard too. He's going to your coach now. He, he's, well, got he two le- he's got two lessons in. So two, mm-hmm. two. How does he like it? Uh, he it's changing him. Yes, I I think he he recognizes like this is this guy's serious. He knows what the hell he's talking about, and I'm I'm excited for Michael to be honest with you because I know he really wants to play. He knows he can play better, and I know he wants to play better. So, um, that guy will change you, and if you don't yeah. listen. If you don't listen, which I think Michael's listening, but he's, he's, look, he was at a different phase than me. Yeah. You know, I was a lower handicap than him. So I had a lot, a lot of right things going on and he didn't have to tweak a ton. So Michael's going through probably a bigger overhaul. He is. Well, I mean, the the main thing is they shorten him up. Um, He has this tendency to get really like, like he's trying to like, away some huge turn and take the club weight back too much. I did, so you I did shorten him up. Excuse me. Ah, oh, Corona. Well, you um, but uh, 
the uh, yeah. So they're shorting him up and, what, what and about, trying to get him focused on. What about the Johnny? Is he with his dad? Yep. Yeah. The Johnny's with his dad. Yeah, you're on an island right now, buddy. I'll probably I'll think. I'll who's probably, who's I'll sexy's probably, partner? I'll probably get, who's sexy with? That'd probably be a good one with me. Sap. He was sap sometimes, oh. but uh, I'm I don't I mean I like my chances of getting scooped up. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna be like who did Co- Cozy? Oh, Cozy played with Tad last year, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah, think so. that's a good that's a good pairing. Yeah, I like those guys. I, I'd like to find like a oh I think I know actually I've already got it. I'm gonna text him. Uh oh, I think you, I got you, him. You need like an eight ten I, guy. I got, I got him. I'm gonna text him actually tonight. I didn't even think about it. He was uh, he was asking me he was asking me to do uh, an event. Was he asking me to do the member? Man, he, the same guy was asking I think to do the member member next mm. year. But I think you and I already committed yeah we're to that. We're, we're we're locked in now member yeah. member. So we're gonna be the number one seated team every year in the member member. <laughs> and we're go- and we're gonna come out of that flight one year. And and then win the whole damn thing. Well, we just have to putt. Yeah, that's all it is. Because if you're playing from the pitch and putt, you just got to putt. Because we can pitch. If you hit putts, it just well, changes. Dude, you get you get us in the shootout. Oh well, that's different. So I think I got a guy. I gotta. I need to ask him though because. All right, Staley. He's, oh yeah, yeah. He's he he's like he's yeah. a, he he would be a good partner. Oh yeah, that would be good. Get some pops there. He works on his game. He shows up on a few holes. He hits mm. the shit out of the ball. Hits the shit out of it. Too bad it isn't a two-man scramble event. But <laughs> I really don't care. I mean, I'll I'll figure it out. I I do need to figure it out over the winter. Pat would be good. Chittenden. Yeah. Who did he? I'm trying to think who his partner was this past year, but he would be good too. He's always a good one to have as your partner. He's a good eight handicap guy. Dieter's back up to like a seven. No, he is not. Six or seven, yeah. What he do? Just, just tank. Just last. He just said. Oh, he decided. He made a. We need to have him on the phone. Like we should have had him on. Oh the yeah, we should have met on. The... I didn't even think, but he said he committed about like a month ago just to hit bombs. <laughs> just, just <laughs> that's his commitment. He goes, it, look, just hit it three. He's like, look. He's like, I got down. and He goes, I'm just not mentally strong enough to 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 be a two or three handicap to grind continue. that out like go, that. Yeah, he says I just don't he's like so I'm just going to just rip it as hard as I can. Yeah. Instead of trying to like stand and, and, play. And, and go after pins and go after pins and just and tr- just try it, it's birdie or nothing. But you heard about him when they did the long drive yeah, shit. Yeah, 320. Yeah, so he wants to get after it. And he does. That he can hit the shit out. He and the yes. <laughs> yes, he can, and he smacked the crap out of that ball. Did you see? I, him? I watched it. Yes, because I was trying. I kept hitting him off the toe, and they just weren't going. I, I think I got one out maybe three oh five, three oh four. That was the longest I hit one, and then Snell put one out probably about three twenty five. No, he was like three fifteen. I heard he went and got his own. He did, and that's when he pumped one a little bit further. But I. Somebody told me he had to hit like thirty balls just to get it past three twenty, but, um, but I think that uh, yeah, that Johnny probably only hit one like three oh seven. Uh, Tad hit one three ten, I think, and Cousins had hit one about 
320. I already it's like 320. He was close to 320. Yeah, he might have been like 319. And Dieter just. But then Dieter hit one 321 or whatever the hell it was, and it was like. Dropped his club. Yeah, flipped his club. Just like bat flip. <laughs> he knew when he hit it, he's like, done. It was awesome. It was kind of epic. Cause like he didn't even wait. To, like he didn't even run over to the launch monitor. It's like he knew. I was like, okay, just high. Oh, I was just yeah, just smashed it. But you know, I had that. I got that giant freaking grip on my driver right now. That Bryson DeChambeau. I can't. I can't turn it over, and I think that hurts me as For well. Distance. For distance, yeah. it hurts me as well. Yeah, because it gets too spinny. Yeah, I'd I'd be hitting two ninety. That'd be my top. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, well, especially with hitting that shot. I don't know. There's guys out there that hit the cut, though. If they hit a low spin cut, it goes forever. So when I went to, when me and Scotty Sexy went to, um, did the four ball for the IGA this year at the Brickyard, dude, I was hitting this, like, this piercing cut. I was out driving uh, Scotty, like, just well, booming John, the thing. Scotty's got a. One of the best cuts out here. When he hits the low spin one, it's just gone. Oh it goes God. forever. And it's not high. That's what's crazy. He he hits some rocket drives with that low cut. It's crazy. I like that. I love it. Oh, that. I love it too. It's just it's all under control. Doesn't get spinny up in the wind. It just just pierces out he there. Hates the wind. He hates the wind. Uh, why? I know. He's got the best ball flight for wind. Low. Yeah, if you hit a cut though, and you got that left to right, if you get that little bit off, it's uh, so gone. But they could say they with a draw from I've right d- to left. But I, I mean, I've been playing the cut for two years off the driver. I know my miss is a big block right. I know it is because you just, you just don't mentally commit to it because you, you, you think you're gonna pull it, and so you just you hang off on it, hold off on it, and the fucking thing goes like so far right, you're hitting houses, it sucks. Yeah, I I think I think you need to go to the guy. I think you need to go car bomb. Just you need to tell him what you want because he's gonna look at you. He's like, what are you? What do you need me to do? And you need to say, I want to eliminate one side of the course. And then if you have a specific club, you want to work on, and maybe your driver. I don't know. My driver is my best club, and my bag, believe it or not, right now. It's the only one though that I see that you hit it either the best or it's the only one that causes you a penalty shot. You don't get it, penalty shots from any other club. Besides, but you don't hit your two hybrid much anymore. I don't. It's not even in the bag. Yeah, you don't hit it. That was the only other one I saw that caused you more penalty four, shots. Four iron. My long, my long clubs are the only ones that cause me penalty shots. And it's basically here's my here's the worst not, thing. But not like real like. Uh, well, on par fives, it's basically on par fives I get penalized, and on long par threes where I've got to hit long irons in. And that's about it. Because everywhere else, I'm I hit it far enough that I don't have to hit long irons basically into anything. Yeah, so you're not going to get what penalized, what sucks though. is then then on a par five instead of me looking at possibly a easy birdie, I'm scrambling to try to save a bogey because I've either put it in water or I put it out of bounds or whatever I've done, and it's stupid. But my longer clubs are definitely my my nemesis. So you, my driver is probably still my best longest club. So you go, you work on your four iron, and four iron hybrid, three and, wood, and your and, and my driver. driver probably, and just. But I but I think if you 
that I would probably work on maybe just like your longer irons, like hitting the cut. Because if you can hit it on your longer irons, cuts, then you're going to do it easier on your uh, shorter ones. You just go and talk to him. Yeah. But he gets right to work. That's fine. That's uh, I do like that. Good. So we're going to try some booze. We got something new. Yeah, we do. Yeah. What do we, we got? So, some stuff. So we got, I do want to try um, this one over the bourbon because we try bourbon every time. But okay. I like the, um, well, which we'll, I like we'll both. Save, we'll save one for next time. Uh, let us uh, get set up here, folks, and we will uh, be right back. All right, we're back. Um, hit a few shots in between in the sim here. John's convinced me, I think, to try hitting a fade. and th- I have to open up my stance almost. I-, I can't even explain how much I have to open up my stance just to try to get my club path somewhat down the line. But um, Maybe you have to open up more to like hit a big abbreviated cut just so you can feel it. I- hey, at the end of the day, like... Um, if I can just create a little bit more consistency where I don't get as flippy and I feel like I can just... Anyway. So we've got... Yeah, what do we got? What are we drinking? This is Maybe new. you can read... This is, this is from France. So it's fresh. It's like a... We, we, boss, love, we love the French. Can you look like what... Bas Armignac. So it's kind of like a different... It's like a... I've been told it's like Bas. a... It's like a mix between a, like a cognac. cognac and a brandy. Hmm. Okay. And this is uh, Dart Darte Galon. Darte Galon, maybe? I'm going to... Is that a Q age or a 15, G? Age 15 years. Yeah. I don't know what's... Like, is, it, is it corn? Darte Galon. Like, what's it made of? Uh, good question. This is, uh, it's a Armina, so cognac, cognac, it's an Armanac. Um, let's see here, freshness and full flavored, that's how it's summed up. Um, I have no idea. Let's try We're going to have to find out. Let's try it. But it's some kind of a cognac. Whatever I can't even say that word right now. Um, uh, it, we're, they, I like this. We're exploring into some shit we're not used to. All right, All right cheers. Let's give it a whirl. How about a sniffy sniff here? It's got uh, it's sweet on the nose. We're, we did this on on some ice. Cool it down. Um, it's not like overwhelming strong. Definitely not a lot of alcohol. It's forty percent. This is a fifteen year age, so you're not getting like a ton of burn. It's unique. It it you know it kind of it's reminding me of, I think because of its sweetness, it gives you somewhat of a a bourbon kind of feel to it. But there is a little bit of peatiness in there, so it's kind of I'm I'm getting some Scotch notes, um, to a degree. But uh, but unlike a Scotch that to me can get really smoky and peaty, it, it it's it's more of an accent than it is dominated by that. 
it's kind of like a like a light scotch. Like I don't know. It's like it's a, so it's like unique. A, I don't even like know how to a, describe. It's it. like a watered down scotch with a splash of bourbon in it. When I, I, I don't know. I mean, literally, that's that's my description. You should take. I mean, I I think this would be better neat. It might be better neat with, where we get more of the flavors, and maybe it's being more watered down because of the ice or something. But I like it cold. I like. I mean, I could see where you could like this though. Like you could, it could grow on you, but it's not like it's it's so it's just different to, to, to me than bourbon. It's another brown liquor. I'm not like I prefer bourbon. I can tell you that. It's it's. Could it's, I sip uh, on this at a at a at a French if, restaurant uh, hanging out? Yeah, I could. If this was correct, so given the environment. Where this is served, could I would drink it for sure. Um, it's kind of like if you're in the environment where everybody's drinking scotch, or you're in the environment. Let's just say you're in freaking Scotland for, you know, you're you're gonna drink that, and you're gonna be like, I love this right now. It's kind of like Irish whiskey. I think Irish whiskey's kind of, eh. Is, but if you're in Ireland and they serve you some freaking Irish whiskey, you're probably gonna drink it, yeah. and you're gonna be like, this is pretty good. It's all right. I still Irish whiskey. Yeah. But what do you? I mean, I, I guess in France, this is kind of like their bourbon more, because they have some French whiskey. We had some French whiskey when, when we were there. I think we did, and it was okay. It was better than the French beer. <sighs> I just I'm kind of concluding you the know, French the, wine was still the yeah, best. I, yeah, I'm kind of concluding that this is okay. This is better than the French beer, <laughs> but the best alcoholic beverage coming out of France is. Definitely the wine. Yes. I mean, this isn't bad. I should, and now I'm drinking more of it. I'm I know. Sure. That's what I'm saying. It kind of grows a little kinda, bit. Because you know what? Again, do you taste like the little peaty kind of scotch notes in there? Kind of, you know, like, but like. It has with, this taste, though, like on the roof of my mouth that like right when it hits, I, I just don't, I'm not like in love no, with I'm it. No, I'm not a huge fan of it, but like it doesn't, it kind of reminds you of some scotch, though. Does it not? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of it. It, it has that smoky kind of feel, peaty. But there's some sweetness in here too, and I'm I can't. It's probably the cognac type. It's thing the brandy. It. It's brandy. the brandy. That's the sweetness piece, probably. Because brandy's real sweet, right? From what I recall, it's been a while. It's like that. She's a fine. Girl. It's like a toffee, like <laughs> like toffee taste almost. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's sugar in here. Now, more though, th- more than what you get in a scotch. Like when I think of scotch, I don't think of sugar. When I think of bourbon, I do think a little bit of sugar at times. Do I feel like this could sit on the shelf for a while? That's pretty full. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're pulling that out unless you're like feeling really Frenchy. That's it. Like just, hey guys, want to try this? Yeah, what's that? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. It's not it's not my I mean, I would say like I I mean, I've got a bunch of bourbon that sits on my shelf still where like I got through part of the bottle. Like where where I'm not trying to like discount this. This is my point in comparison. No, discount I've, it. I've had I've had some bourbon though that like I've been eh, it's fine. And I there's a half a bottle still sitting there. And it's not because I'm saving it because it's good. It's just because it's like, eh. Do you want to do a double try tonight? We can. That's up to you. Or we can 
save that one for next time. That's up to you. Yeah. I just I I kind of like want to see now compared to like bourbon compared to something from America. But we can wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We got another. We got another one. I think I mentioned it last time, but we've got another one on our list. One uh, percent of the proceeds of this other one goes to golf. So we'll we'll leave that for another show. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I would I would I gift it? Yeah, I probably would gift this just because it's so unique. I think it is too. I think it's something cool to have on your shelf. Like if you're collecting, so if you are a collector, which we've talked about a lot with this show, um, it's almost more like you want to find something different that you can kind of have on your shelf. If you have some people over, be like, hey, let's try this, let's try this. It's kind of like why I kind of collect different tequilas. It's kind of interesting to try to explain to people like the differences in them. And I think if you are a bourbon scotch brown liquor person it's a cool one to have like in the mix yeah yeah i think like we, we need to we're gonna start throwing in like some we'll do like a rosé and we'll start doing like a shiraz let's we'll start doing some different shit with wine and like yeah. just try it there's all gary, gary v sends me three bottles every month so Let's try We it. can start trying Gary V shit together. I really don't care. Yeah, we Gary's my man. Good so. shout out to Gary when we try it, yeah. too. G Money, man. G love, Money. Love the Gary V. All right. All right. Well, shout out to Gary V. And also, um, before we wrap up here, uh, wanted to give um, one other note and, and shout out to Fun Golf. So, Craig from Fun Golf reached out. Fun Golf Company is out of the UK. Um, and he reached out to, to me and was said, Hey, uh, love your podcast here. I'll quote this real quick here in the email. Love your podcast. Um, I hope you take a look at our recent post. I put a roundup of the best recommended podcast for 2020 and beyond. And you guys are on the list. And I was like, number 19. Well, I was like, well, that's a cool email to get from somebody across the pond that you've never met before. So, um, shout out to Craig. From Fun Golf, really appreciate you including us on the list. Uh, I, I think if you go through the list, and I shared it on our Instagram account and our Twitter, but if you go through the list, I think you'll find that like the top probably 10, 15 are podcasts you might be familiar with, um, whether it's because it's a professional golfer doing it or people that have been doing it for a while. Um, those are a lot of, of the top. But as he gets down into the uh, you know 20... 1920 type of area he he gives us a shout out as one that maybe you, you don't know about yet and i think that's great you know that's a first step for us to kind of grow is to get a little exposure from people that um you kind of found us he found us he said it was uh, he was listening to um uh just podcasts through apple apple podcasts mm-hmm. and it after he got done with some uk one that he's been listening to it recommended ours so clearly we're Something is triggering us to be recommended because we're related to a topic, and but we appreciate Craig there from Fun Thanks, Golf. Craig. Appreciate it. And with that, John and I will wrap up, and uh, we'll tell you, as always, go out there, hit more greens, and you'll score better, and hopefully you'll get Guaranteed. In, get some more uh, fall golf in and practice your fades, and then hopefully you'll be in warm weather where you can – some of you can be in warm weather where you can play. So take care, everybody. We'll, we'll see you. Uh, talk to you soon. See you. Pass out. Wake up, Frank. 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 Fr